Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. Moving to a new place is always a challenge, especially when it is a new country. We need to figure out how things work. We need to find a home, apply for a job, or fix our health insurance. When all of this is done, then there is the next step. We need to get to know the locals, and we need to find friends. Often, we find our people in other expats. When you take this sense of community and you throw NFTs and Web3 into the mix, then you get House of Peregrine. Welcome, Mikael Weber. Hi, thanks for having me. What brought you to the Netherlands? This is a very good question. It's not an easy answer. I say we came for fun um, and work provided the opportunity. What exactly is House of Peregrine and how did you come up with the idea? So I've been in the Netherlands for five years, um, and I really saw that there was a community of people that were unique in, in the world, um, coming together for small moments or so for moments or years at a time, and forming community. And so, um, but also that brings about unique opportunities or needs or um, different ways of needing things or content. And so House of Peregrine came together actually when I saw that we could um, come together in a more decentralized way through Web3 and NFTs in a way that we could actually be sustainable um, with the way this community moves. And, um, and so it just kind of all came together when I got involved with Web3 and fractionalized um, the ability to co-create things in a fractionalized way um, that actually crystallized the idea and started it. I understand that you chose the name House of Peregrine for a reason. What was that? Yeah, it's a really good question. Thanks for asking this one. Um, so when we were starting this idea and starting to do some story clubs, um, we would always use the word expat or expat series. Um, and that, um, I, you know, I just didn't think it was an expansive and enough word and it carries a lot of baggage. And so I just kind of started this quest for um, a new word, right? Like, what am I? What are the people that I am doing this life with? Um, there's my Dutch neighbors who I love. They're part of my universe. There's the people that are here for a year and they, that's, they know their end date. And then there's, they're all part of this, but also what am I like, Do I consider myself an immigrant because I am here for an undetermined amount of time? But what I found in the commonality is that the people that have can live with this kind of ambiguity or openness, um, or I don't know exactly, but for me, it's openness to living where suits you best um, and reassessing that every year or every month. Um, it needed a new word. And so I went on the I went on basically a quest for that word. And when I found Peregrine, um, it felt like the most fitting word to describe the essence of what we're 
serving, I guess, or the essence of what we're creating for. And that's the type of person that has a unique definition of home, feels like an outsider, which the word peregrine means outsider. It's the name of a bird as well. Um, and, or immigrant. So outsider immigrant or someone who is from abroad. So yeah, that's it. When I found it, it's clicked and it's been that way ever since because it's basically a more expansive way of describing the existence of maybe an expat or even a migrant or a um, refugee even, um, or even someone who is in their own own hometown and feels different. For those who don't know, could you quickly explain what NFTs and Web3 are? You mentioned this before. Yeah, I did mention it. And I know it can seem a little bit frightening, but in our case, um, it's simply a way of showing that you're part of the group. So it's a way of having a membership um, access that is um, also a way of owning a piece of art. And so for our case, that's what it is. It's um, And we help you through getting that set up. Um, but in general, NFTs are a way of interacting online um, that's just a little bit more dimensional than just a login and password. Um, that's how I like to define it. And Web3 is just the acknowledgement that we can do that now. So it's making it so the way you go around websites um, is through a wallet instead of just with logins with your email. So I understand it is membership-based, it's invitation-only, and then the members produce online content together. Did I get that right? Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Um, so the Genesis membership is by invite only. Um, that is because that's going to be a very small group of people that we're bringing together with different skill sets and different backgrounds. Um, they'll get two NFTs from us with an artist that we will announce next month. Um, and so they'll get the art, the NFT art, and then two that, that are two NFTs, one that they can share with someone in their network that they want to bring into the community and then themselves. Um, and with that group, then we will create the marketplace and the products and the content, um, with, which then will be another membership where people can come in with another NFT and another artist to actually buy the product. So those will be open to the public. But for now, the Genesis membership is because we're co-creating things, we need people with very specific, like they really want to create in Web3 with other people and they know this market. And I, I hate I, I hate to call it a market or a community, but so that's why it's so small to begin with, but then it'll be opened to the public after we start creating things. What kind of creations or products could this be? Pieces of art, music, interviews, what could it be? So we aim to make um, original products. So the first product we are hoping to make is a journal um, that you buy, that anyone can buy to document their time in Amsterdam. So we call them artifacts um, that you want to take home with you. So We accept that most people who live here are here for, even if they're here for 20 years, maybe not permanently. So you want to document your time here. And we find that there's not a journal or a album or an artifact that has that asks the right questions about this unique experience. And so that's one of the first things we hope to produce. The second would be content that is specific to our users. Um, so seminar style, like, hey, how do you set up a, a, your banking in a really efficient way? Um, to live in another country 
or there's all these silly questions that actually are pretty universal to the experience of living in a different country. Um, and it differs by country, of course, but the, that's the sort of content. The fun content would be like a map of places to travel your first year. Um, because often we all know the big ones, but sometimes there's hidden treasures that you find. And everyone has this. If you're here for a year or two, you, you want to share. Um, and so a way to come together around that is really satisfying. Um, and then uh, we, the last part of that is we want to be able to sell on our shop local goods and services to people who are landing here and want to connect with the local like local goods and services faster. Um, and so we'll have the ability to add products from local vendors into our site so that our people can get to them, our community can get to them sooner. We always say, if you're going to buy a couch, buy one that's locally made. You, when you move here, sometimes you have to spend a lot of money. We want that to go to the local economy as fast as possible. What would be the price for a membership and the price range for the products? You just mentioned the couch. I mean, that's pretty big, but do you also have smaller items? Yeah, the journal, jewelry, um, really anything that we think that we curate to be appropriate for our members. So um, the price range is 99 cents to, you know, Up, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Anything that touches that experience of um, expat or international life, um, and then the membership will most likely be free. So for right now, the Genesis membership is free. It can only go up in value with the art piece that we were giving you, um, and so that membership is free. And then for to join, the marketplace will be also be free. Um, the benefit is that you'll get the piece of art. Um, from the artists that we have. Um, and then you'll be able to sell that, of course, if you decide it's no longer useful to you. Um, so that is, it's kind of a fun, I think it's a very satisfying way of doing membership. Um, to give instead of take, you actually give some, get something for your time with us, right? Like you get a piece of art for your time with us, which I think is a really nice, um, for me, it's very... Um, reminiscent of how I feel about this community, um, this, the, these people that I'm doing this life with and that kind of look up at each other and go, wow, you're different, but you're from across the world. Um, the way we can interact is actually more organic. Considering that you are setting this up at the moment, I assume you already have a pool of products and pieces of art. Do you already have a favorite? Can you give us a, a sneak peek what to expect? Yeah, it's a really good question. The favorite thing we're making is the journal, and that's going to materialize. I'm, I'm manifesting it as we speak, <laughs> but I have my eye on the people I want to participate in it. Um, the favorite product is a good question. The things that we'll have in our marketplace, I have a few jewelry um, designers that I really love um, that, that I, you know, I still have to reach out to them. Um, and there's a lot of content creators that I'm really excited to work with and actually Uh, highlight them on the, the, the platform and then um, be able to monetize their offerings. Um, even in small ways, I think it's a nice, it's very satisfying to me to be able to get, get creators to be paid for their content. Um, yeah, it's a really good question. I'm, I'm sure there's something I'm missing, but yeah, we have a list. We have to reach out to them and then have onboard them. So it's kind of a fun, that's really satisfying to me, I think. Quickly going back to the 
NFTs, they have been all over media recently, either being totally hyped or being considered dangerous with an article, what could potentially go wrong if you don't know what you're doing. From your point of view, what could go wrong? What do people need to know? I think it's a really, really good question. And I think what they need to know is, first of all, the, your intuition has to be, you have to question your own in, intuition a bit, like you would learning anything new. But the way we're trying to do it is onboarding in a way that um, is natural to your instincts. So it's an onboarding process that is not, you're making a wallet, but it's using devices that you already use and methods you already know. Um, but in general, what I would say is the best thing is good hygiene and just honestly asking a lot of questions because Web3 and specifically our community um, and any community you're part of, if you feel like something's wrong, asking a lot of questions, that's the spirit of Web3 um, and trusting your gut. I know that sounds like bad advice, but what I would say about NFTs is they are new and powerful in a way that um, it can be scary, but... If you join communities that you trust and you believe in the vision, it's a good way to learn um, and kind of get training wheels and then then you can build up your intuition. So I would say our community be, would be one that's good to learn on. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing the last two years is just learning on communities I trust, people I trust. And the biggest thing is if you're paying for a membership that your money gets taken, right? So say I decide to move to Bora Bora, your monthly membership would no longer work in some cases, but hopefully with the way we're setting it up, someone would just replace me in the DAO and it would it would keep running. So I think that's one of the reasons we're doing House of Peregrine the way we are. You have to be here. You have to be in the Netherlands. Um, and so to start, of course, we can't control where the NFTs go after that, but it's that in-person, in real life to learn and to grow together. Um, so you can figure out where we live and, you know, so it's, it's called being doxxed. And that's one of the reasons that I'm fully doxxed in this process is so people can learn and know that we're acting with the best intentions. <laughs> How can NFTs help to empower women and to support female communities? It's a really good question. And I would say I am a huge, huge believer that it's not happening enough. Um, and so that is one of the biggest reasons that we're doing it for free um, is because it's hard to justify a cost in something that's pretend, um, maybe even more so for women in a way, if it's, especially if it's technical. And so that's one of my biggest goals with this is that in our case, especially if you're in the Netherlands as a trailing spouse or um, in some way, women don't have a lot of time. And so fractionalized, the ability to contribute to something in a fractionalized way with the hour you have a day and then monetize it, I think for women is really powerful. For me, that that was a light bulb moment where I was like, especially when I was had younger kids at home, um, I would want to contribute to something and use my talents, but couldn't because I couldn't have a full-time job, whether visa-wise or just time-wise. Um, but I gave a lot of time away to online communities like Facebook in Facebook and things. And of course I was contributing my talents, but it wasn't, I wasn't able to either record it in some way, um, prove it in some way, and also um, have the possibility of mo potentially monetizing it in some way. And so that's the promise of, I think, NFTs in the case we're using them in and many other communities actually, is you can actually record those contributions instead of just 
have them go to Facebook or Instagram or any of the other platforms that are, you know, we all have been there contributing for free. And now there's a chance to actually capture that. How can people get involved as members, as content creators or as artists? So right now, it's at the very, very beginning. So what we're doing right now is if you resonate with this and you really feel like you have something you can contribute or you want to, and, and don't feel shy, right? Like being someone who's been here for 10 years and planned vacations for your family counts as something we're looking for. Or if you've worked at a banking company for 20 years or you know everything in between, if this message or this community resonates with you, the we call it proof of humanity it's kind of a web three joke but the proof of humanity that we make sure that we know who you are is that you tell me you can reach out to me on linkedin instagram telegram if you're on telegram discord if you're in discord um under house of peregrine or mikhail weber and uh invite me to your favorite coffee place i pay for your coffee you tell me who you are and then i extend an invitation if i think it's a good fit and so that's for the next um Until October, we're doing that. Um, and then we'll choose those 200 people and then move on from there. Then we start building. Um, so I, that's how people will get in touch. Um, if you want your product or service, same thing. We'll put you on the list. It won't be out till October. Um, but yeah, if it resonates, I just really want to hear from you. That's really the bottom line. Uh, because I know that um, sometimes it's hard to put words to this experience, but we're all kind of living it together except for reaching out to you, what are other ways for our listeners to support you and House of Peregrine? Yeah, I think following us on Instagram, I mean, I, it sounds really silly, but this is a little bit, and this is Web3 as opposed to Web2. Um, you guys are here from the beginning, right? Like we're building this thing as you're watching. And so knowing that you're kind of an insider in the process. Right now, we haven't released anything till October, but we're looking for early adopters and early contributors, right? So it's like if Uber was to ask for drivers before they had a platform, right? And then wanted to make them kind of co-owners in a way. Um, and so this is a little bit of a different process. So following along, contributing, giving input, coming to any events you see, that is actually supporting um, or reaching out with ideas, even, you know, you're creating this with us. And so it may sound a little bit foreign to some people, but it really is about co-creation in web three and creating something that better together. So I, again, it sounds really crazy, but reaching out and getting to know it and me is, and the people that are involved with this is actually the best, best way. Mikael, thank you very much and good luck for your project. Thanks so much for having me. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in and for supporting this podcast. If you want to support Amsterdamus even more, there are several options to do so. You can check out the Amsterdamus Facebook page and leave a review. Depending on which podcast app you are using to listen to this podcast, you can also rate Amsterdamus there with a five-star review. In Apple Podcasts, for example, it is possible. Of course, you can also follow Amsterdamus on Instagram. In case you would like to give me some feedback or you know a person that needs to be interviewed for this podcast, you can send me an email. The email address is amsterdamuspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and have a great day.